recently been made aware of how pathetic my life is because nothing's happening and I'm dying every single hour. I'm checking like every 20 minutes. I'm checking the score. I'm checking Calgary Puck. I'm checking literally everything all the time. I'm like, something's got to happen. Nothing's happening. It's kind of freaking me out. Well, I know I'm in the same boat every hour. You're thinking, oh, is Kachuk going to get signed? No. All right, well, I guess they can't do anything else because they need to actually move assets out to do anything else. We've been saying for like three weeks, or like oh, two weeks, oh, let's do a podcast, but nothing's happening. There's nothing to talk about. I'm going crazy. Yeah, only thing to talk about is Talbot so far. The only thing to talk about is that about Talbot, the cadre hates Calgary and that Kachuk hasn't signed yet. So I... I'm actually not too... I don't know. I don't know if I'm just antsy because we're a fan. Like, you know, you always want to be in on shit. You're always like, oh, I wish they were doing something. But then you think about, like... What they would have had to give up for Caudry. It's maybe good that True Living is handcuffed by the cap a little bit. Otherwise, we'd have another James Neal contract on our hands. Or we'll have Caudry and have, like, all our assets go away. (laughs) Okay, so we'll get to the Kachuk stuff in a minute. Nothing's happened yet. It's kind of bothering me i think that thing let's talk about talbot first yeah but i'll just say the thing i think that's bothering the most is that they still haven't been able to like make any room on the cap because you think by the time because uh bennett and riddick's arbitration hearings are coming up at the end of the month i feel like if you don't have kachuk signed by then you need some room like you need room soon so i know tree living's not doing anything but it's kind of making me a bit nervous and antsy that like we still haven't been able to dump oh yeah Definitely. need cap space or make any moves at all so so let's talk about the talent thing first because that happened a while ago i mean i've been an advocate not an advocate but i've been like that's a kind of guy you i don't know that's the kind of goalie you go after he is solely responsible for the talbot signing i mean like he's been a like if you look at his numbers over his career he's been a good goalie for me if he's a he's your backup the riddick's the guy this year they're gonna see how it goes like what else are you gonna do in goaltending Go pay yeah. ten million dollars to Bobrovsky? No. Well, they had to do something, but so I, don't I know. I'm I'm happy with Talbot. I think he'll have a bounce back year. I totally could be wrong. I mean, I think he'll be a lot better in front of the Flames defense than he is in front of the tire fire in Edmonton. So, oh yeah, of course. And Darren Haynes tweeted a couple weeks ago after they signed him. It's like career save percentages of other goalies <laughs> with the Oilers versus not with the Oilers. Um, so uh, Talbot uh, with the Oilers nine twelve. Uh, without the Oilers, nine twenty eight, and I mean that was behind the New York Rangers team where he was playing backup. But uh, I mean, still, if he's playing a backup role here, I think he's fine. So, um, and then Devin Dubnik with the Oilers, nine ten, and they trade him. They traded him to Nashville for Matt Hendricks. Yeah, <laughs> and another his, another awesome move by and them. And then his uh, save percentage, uh, not with the Oilers, nine twenty. There's other examples. Ben Scrivens, eight ninety eight with the Oilers when he left the Oilers, nine fourteen. Um, Brassois, 897. Now he's a 925 backup, so. <laughs> well, it just proves, like, how valuable an actual defense is. So, like, then the Flames are set up so much better than Edmonton. So, yeah, like I was saying before, I'm kind of nervous that they're not doing anything, but I'm also glad they're not just getting rid of assets for the sake of cap space. Because that's what I'm, we'll get to this in a minute, but I mean, I don't just give away Brody if you're going to trade him. It's kind of my, I've been thinking about this a lot. It's like, oh, we got to move Brody. Well, if you're not getting back fair value, why don't move him? Yeah. He's a top pairing D-man. Well, like, it wouldn't hurt to have Brody on your team for another year. Like, yeah. he's a great offensive defenseman. Like, well, we could use him. He's top pairing guy. Right? Like, 
So yeah, with TJ, apparently he, I, ex I still expect him to be traded because like if they came this close to the Kadri trade. So Nazem Kadri hates Calgary apparently. Yeah, apparently he doesn't want to admit it on Thirty One Thoughts, but it sure seems like I he... hate him. <laughs> no, honestly, people are getting all riled up about Kadri like using his negotiated no trade clause to not go to a place that's on his list it's like i don't know why you get mad at somebody for exercising their right that they literally negotiated into their contract and there's nine other teams on that list so you can't yeah i mean like if you negotiate that in your contract i don't know why everyone's like mad when the player actually uses that like it's part of his contract what's the what's the problem i don't get it yeah you decided that like five years ago right. so and i, I think his flame his fans were pretty used to this like I'm pretty sure Edmonton and Calgary and Winnipeg are on like anybody who has a no trade clause that submits a list of teams. I'm pretty sure those three. I always assume, anyways, those three teams are on it. So I, I don't have any ill will towards him for, <laughs> for doing that. And and that being said, like I think it would be sweet to get him, but I'm not like super bummed out about it. You know, I'm kind of annoyed Colorado got him because the, I think what they've done in the off season is really great. They've pretty much done exactly what I was hoping the Flames would do is like build another line into their top nine with Burkowski, Kadri, and Donskoy. I think they paid a little too much for Donskoy, but I mean they have a shit ton of cap space. So yeah, even well, that's part of the reason why they could do it is because yeah, they exactly. have so much cap space. So like I think Kadri would be a good addition, but I'm not. I think you can. I think there are other ways to go about improving the team. Um, and you probably wouldn't even even would have got more cap space after the fact either, right? Yeah, so that that's the pro that that's where I think this also kind of falls apart too. Where it's like I I at the end of the day, I think it did it was apparently really close and did come down down to Kadri, um, kind of rejecting the trade. But I still really think that if Calgary was the only team in on this, and there wasn't another team like Colorado offering something, which I think Colorado, I think what the Maple Leafs got from Colorado was better than what the Flames were reportedly offering, which was Brody and Jankowski. And apparently there was a third team in there that was like taking salary from both teams or something, um, which I kind of think was maybe Colorado, to be honest. But I mean, you get Barry at half 50% retained and you get Kerfoot. I like that for the Leafs a lot more than Brody and Jankowski. Yeah. Yeah. The Leafs definitely won on that. So, so. Well, I don't know if they won. Like, I mean, pretty good hockey deal. But I'm just saying if it had only come down to okay, Calgary's the only place that's why it's tough to make a trade between two teams that are that are cashed like up against the cap. If it had come down to like anything other than just Kadri saying that, I think they could have worked something out if like Calgary was the only team they could trade Kadri to and and if there wasn't another team willing to trade a similar asset like Barry and Kerfoot, right? Yeah. Exactly. So I think the Avalanche had m more to give. They have shit ton of cap space so they can take back Kadri's contract. So um yeah, yeah and, re I, and retain salary exactly. too. If it had come down to like, oh, Kadri has to go to Calgary, we really want Brody. I think Dubas probably would have been able to maybe, I don't know, maybe work something out with Kadri or something. But um, I think what call, when you get into that situation, that's why it's tough when you're up against the cap to make trades because you're really restricted. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I it'd be great, but it didn't happen. So moving on. Um, okay, so... I mean, this cap situation, no Kachuk contract, yes. Oh, shit, we forgot to mention that Mike Smith is part of the Oilers now, so. Oh, yeah. How did we forget that? <laughs> because it's been so goddamn long and nothing's happened. Oh, yeah, my God. So Mike Smith, have fun in Edmonton. If you thought he was bad in Calgary, 
put him in front of uh, even like the worst defense in the league and have your third defenseman out there playing the puck. I don't know. Watch Mike Smith come back and be like, yeah, there's no fucking way. Here's the here's the here's the thing between Smith and Talbot because everyone's like, oh, who got the worst goalie? Like, even all things comparable, Talbot. He's, he's a better 31. goalie. He's a better goalie. Not 37. He's a th- Smith's a 37 year old coming off a sub 900 save percentage year. I don't see a lot of goalies bouncing back from that, especially in front of the sh- shit defense in Edmonton. So, yeah, and even Talbot's record last year, like he. He thought yeah. he played terrible, and well, he still even, had over... Even if it's pointless to to talk, to talk do the comparable with Smith to Talbot, that's what everybody's going to be talking about. So I have a lot more faith in Talbot than I do in Smith, especially with the... Fl- I, I have more f- faith in the Flames' defense than I do in the, <laughs> in the, in the Oilers, Oilers, I should say. Yeah. So um, so have fun with enjoy that. Enjoy Smith. <laughs> oh, Glenn's going to be so oh, happy Glenn's to have his be goalie so back. Happy. Um, He'd be drinking water on the bench, just smiling at Smith. Hey, Mike, are you hydrated? Get your Desani in, Mike. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so I think what the interesting thing about the Kadri trade and also, like, the Zucker trade that kind of fell apart is that it kind of gives us an idea of what Tree Living's trying to do, which has what we've kind of assumed is he's trying to add maybe one more piece to the top six or the top nine. Um, yeah, probably more top nine. Yeah, so I think he's, he's probably specifically looking for a, a third-line center, but... I think he's probably just looking for one more guy to slot into the the top nine who can just because I think everybody I think that's what we've said like I I said I really liked what Colorado did they kind of built another line yeah and when you look at that third line from last year that was really the weak point of this team with well, Jankowski Neal and then Sam Bennett who, the third line is the best player on that line yeah the third line last year was worse than their fourth line the fourth line was great Manj and. Uh, Manji, Panny, Ryan, and uh, Zarnik slash Hathaway or whatever. Yeah. So um, that's what I think he's looking for. So um, I think what is holding everything up, obviously what's holding everything up is the Kachuk contract. Yeah, and, so, and it still is, obviously, because nothing has happened. Right, so like it's just, that's what's a little alarming. Like I said before, I'm not worried, but I'm a little like, what's going on here? Well, once because... the arbitration dates come up, that's when you start getting worried. Because once you find out what you're actually going to have to pay David Riddick, and Bennett, you're going to be freaking out a little bit. Although, the fact that Bennington yeah, signed right? for such little 4. money. 4.4 per year. That's kind of helped. You think Riddick goes maybe like three-ish? Yeah. like I think years. that helped Riddick's contract a lot. Because I think before that, they were probably considering paying him like yeah. over four. Yeah. Or f- at least four million. Well, I don't know if they're considering it. But I mean, when you look at the market comparable. Yeah. But now that that's happened, it, it kind of gives you a little bit of like a relief where it's like the Stanley Cup winning goalie only makes 4.4. Okay, so let's just quickly touch on the Kachuk contract. So um, I don't know what he's going to get. Like, it's so weird that none of these RFAs other than Ajo is signed. It's yeah. very weird. Well, Ajo's it, number does is, is, I guess, encouraging for the Kachuk case because he's a centerman. Yeah, he's a centerman. So maybe they can... Get him at eight, a little under eight. I don't know. I'm really curious. This will really, this is really a curious one because you have no, you have no idea where it's gonna go. So they're talking on the fan the other day. Pinder and I were like, okay, maybe you go three years. Maybe you do two years. What well, would you do? Well, you got to think he probably is gonna end up looking for a similar deal to what Matthews did with like five years, but then. He ends up coming off the same year that Monahan does. Is that correct? No, Johnny. So Monahan okay. is to 22-23. His contract expires. So that's the risk I feel like. So if you sign him to what is it? 
Um, one, two, three. If you yeah, if you sign him to a three-year deal, he and Gaudreau are both up at the same time. I don't believe that takes Kachuk to UFA, so that's good. But I don't know if you really want to be having Gaudreau and Kachuk at the exact same time to give or having to decide between one of right? the two. So. So I think that's my only consideration with like a three-year deal to maybe avoid. You don't, I don't know if you want those lining up because I know they're, that's what they're talking about a lot in Toronto too, right? It's like, oh, they don't want Marner and Matthews to be um, their contracts expiring in the same year because that's just like big time trouble. Yeah. So I still kind of think they're going to go, I think they obviously they'd love to get them locked up. Well, yeah, they want to get them as long as possible. But I don't know, based on, based on everything that, we've been hearing about the other RFAs and the fact that it, like there's probably going to be a shit ton of money on the table and these new group of RFAs are seeing guys like contracts from on guys like Gaudreau and McKinnon who are like took the bigger contract and are like incredibly underpaid now. Oh yeah. So I think they're seeing that and they're like, well, fuck that. I don't want to be in that situation, especially with the CBA expiring soon. And with, well, there's probably going to be a new American TV deal coming up. So there could be a shit ton more money um on the table so yeah um so way i can look at it i would like it to be a long-term one well they would it see could, it, it could probably I, I bet be five like years. A, it could be a bridge deal though too well like, i don't think they're going to be doing three so i don't know if they was if, if like there's the, an appetite to do two probably not really for anyone but yeah. if they can't agree on like a long-term i don't know that would be a weird precedent to set if they did two years yeah it'd be really interesting well it'd be a little bit risky too if yeah. chuck keeps going the way he does like he's been getting better every year so if you so follow it's... this uh twitter account evolving wild really great they've got this uh contract projection spreadsheet you can go check out they literally have like all the rfa and ufa contract projections and they're like almost spot on everybody who signed has been like really close so currently they have kachuk projected his term at six years and 7.8 a little over 7.8 million dollars i think that'd be a that'd fantastic be deal i would take that and run if i'm the flames um i don't know just from what i've just just in my own brain i kind of think it'll be maybe five years maybe a bit more like five eight Something like yeah. that? I don't know. So they also have like the projection of um, what it would be like if they if they signed um, different lengths. So let's say it was five years. They have it projected. Five years would be, be about $8 million. Yeah. That's kind of where I think it's going to go. Yeah, and it, it totally depends on term too. Like the longer they want to be able to keep them, the more money they're going to have to give them up front. And like, for all I, from what I think, just sign them for as long as possible and give them anything under nine. Yeah, dude, I'd, I'd sign them for nine million dollars times eight, easy. Yeah. Well, if it's anything under eight and a half, there might be an offer sheet going. It's really too, curious. So. Like, I'm really, really interested to see what happens there. Okay, so the other ones are Riddick and Sam Bennett. I don't know. Arbitration's kind of a weird one. We'll see. Again, I think the Bennington. Um, contract helps us in terms of keeping riddick's cap down a little bit um but yeah i would expect like maybe two years for Riddick. three million per something like that maybe higher yeah i would i wouldn't mind them going a little bit more like three three years even <laughs> four years maybe if it's I'm a cool with two. like number, i mean but... he's st- he's like he had a good sample size of games this year but we'll see and then the other one is sam bennett um evolving wild has him projected at three years at 2.7 mil. I don't know. With him, honestly, I would be fine with like a one-year deal. 
Yeah. Like, like the guys like Burkowski and, and LeBanc apparently is a fucking... What is Doug Wilson? Yeah, LeBanc. What like the hell is he doing? goddamn wizard? I don't know how they sign him for a million dollars when he has so many points. It's like, if that's the... If fucking that's Jedi they, mind trick here on Kevin yeah, LeBanc. kidding. If Bennett's compared to that <laughs> he got guy... He 56 points last year. I know. It's unbelievable. It's just crazy. But, so yeah, I would... I'd, I'd like to see uh, Sam on a one-year deal, personally. Yeah, I, I would like to see him a little bit longer than that just because he just had a bridge deal. But even even so, I would I would be okay with another two-year deal with him. Like he's He has potential to be a lot better player than he actually is. I just signed is. a one-year something like... Ugh. Like two and a half? I don't know. What the fuck was he making last year? It was around 2.8, I think. I think it was like 2.3 or something. Yeah, 2.3. So I'd be fine. That well, seems even expensive, eh? Yeah. His AAV was 3.2. What the fuck? Yeah, so I don't know. I, I like Bennett. I think if they actually utilize him a little bit better, he could be a lot better oh, player sorry, for I'm you. I'm an idiot. I was thing. looking at his ELC. So yeah, his cap hit last year was 1.9. Yeah. So yeah, 2, two point something. 2.2. Two point three, two point three. That's yeah. fine with me. I would be totally cool with a one year deal with him. So. Yeah, just give him another year, utilize him a little bit better, and actually see where he's going. So yeah, I think again, the dude, Kachuk's contract has to get signed. So yeah. I kind of think they should get it. I don't know, like, should they make room and then get it done? I think they just need to get it the fuck done. I th- I think he's your biggest asset that you need to get done, and you can get done. Get it with done the cap and shoot space. James Neal into the moon. Yes. Get it done and hire the LA Kings to pull a... What did they do to Jarrett Stoll? Or have a Marion Hostess situation? Yeah, no, allergic. That's... He got allergic to his hockey equipment. No, that's... The cold. He's probably sick. I'm in it. We're fucking assholes, but... No, he's we probably need not. <laughs> we need something like that to happen. Uh, yeah, James Neal, what? Well, where did he... Oh, I don't know. He, he went to the zoo and got ate elect- by a monkey. He elected to uh, voluntarily nullify his contract. Yeah. So, yeah, they got to get it done. I don't... No, how? I don't care what they do. They just got to get it done. That's so. the first thing they have to get done before anything yeah, else. Yeah, that's what's holding everything up, I think. Um, and I think we're all clamoring for something to happen. We're dying for something to happen. I'm dying but, inside. I'm screaming inside. Someone let me out. <laughs> exactly. So, Every morning. I'm so but excited. The more and more I think about this, so let's just talk about this for a minute. The fact that they're not doing anything. The more I think about this, because I've had nothing to fucking do for three weeks since the draft, because I'm... I don't have a life, apparently. I've been thinking about this because, like, you know, as a fan, you always want to be in on shit. You want to be, like, the big newsmaker on July 1st and making big-ass trades and, like, oh, we got this guy. It's fun. You want to be in that. Even, it's it's hard when you're a fan because you're always into it, you know, and it's hard to be objective. But the more I think about it, it's like, we're literally coming off the best, second-best season in franchise history. We won the Western Conference, and we just shit the bed in the playoffs. Yeah. So this is still a pretty young team. Well, and you basically have the same team as you did last year, except like a little bit better just because you have Manji Pani right? a so, year older and more developed. So what are we supposed to do with like, what is, what is he supposed to do? Is he supposed to go trade everyone and sign Bobrovsky for 10 fucking million dollars? No, I think, I think I'm totally fine staying the course with these guys. Except for James Neal. Yeah. Except for James Neal. Shoot him into the moon. Um, but I mean, yeah, I've just been thinking about like, oh, I need to go get somebody. But it's like, no, I probably not. Probably not actually. Well, I just want to see him lock in their assets that they have. Yeah, like I know. They... Like we just want to see Kachuk signed, pretty much. But 
I just would caution people with like freaking out saying like, oh, the Kadri trade fell throw. We're going to suck. Our top nine sucked. It's like our top line was excellent last year. Gaudreau had 99 points. Kachuk had like almost 80 points. Like we still have a pretty good team over, and we won the West. Yeah, they had five players over 80 points last year. So I don't, again, I don't expect us like, I think we're going to regress a little bit this year just because of like, I don't know, Vegas looks so good unless they have to shoot somebody out of out of there to because they're up against the cap. But I mean, Vegas looks good. I still think San Jose is a really good team, um, especially with LeBanc at a million bucks. Yeah, there's a lot of good teams in the West, um, but I'm not panicking too much. Even though I, I kind of am. I'm rationalizing this. I've had time to think about it and be like, you know what? It's all good. <laughs> like I, I can't see there being sweeping changes to the best team in the West last year. Um, a few minor tinkering things here and there but i mean that's kind of the model now right well not even the model now but i mean like i think it's kind of we live in this boomer bust uh bubble as as fans it's like well it's you like either have you, to blow everything up and like everybody's like oh i should try johnny i don't think anybody's like that but well it's kind of like columbus like you don't want to blow your assets for the next three years yeah different different situation but yeah like but, that's not the situation we're in no, right? not at all. But like that's an example of like somebody actually giving up all your assets, giving up your cap space, everything. And again, if to... we've learned, if we've learned nothing, like, because Pinder was saying this the other day on on nine sixty, it's like, how is this team in cap trouble? We have some of the best value deals. We have the fucking Norris Trophy winner under seven million dollars, ninety nine point Johnny Gaudreau under seven million dollars, Sean Monahan under seven million dollars. Like we've got amazing value contracts, but a few bad contracts, and it's like. Fuck, we're right up against it. So a few. There's two. <laughs> Neil two. and Stone and yeah. the buyout of Brower. Yeah. Is like fucking ten million dollars. Still lingering over your head. Bro. So yeah, I but, mean I doing nothing is not the worst thing in the world. It's not even doing nothing. Taking care of your own business and not signing every free agent you see is is an okay thing. Yeah. Especially after last especially year. Especially after such a great year. Signed Neil. And they had a great year last year. So So yeah, I'm I think there's ways we can improve um, internally. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about now is just kind of there's a good thread on Calgary Puck. And I don't know if anybody listens to it, but but essentially reimagining the top nine. So we're going to play armchair GM here. So it's just kind of fun. Like, I mean, it's just a fun little exercise. It's not like any like. Yeah, it's not serious. It's just like. It's not like we're going to try to not be like. Leaf fans would be like, or Oilers fans would be like, okay, so if we trade uh, Piliarvi and um um uh, uh, a nurse, we can get um we can get uh Eric Carlson and um uh Timo Meyer and uh uh yeah, that's pretty fair. Or like Leaf fans would be like, oh, we can trade um who the fuck the Leaf fans Zaitsev and Kadri for uh Connor McDavid. Well, you might might actually you might get actually that. if you're with the Oilers. <laughs> Okay, just as an aside, me and Jordan were having a fun little exercise today. What do you think the Oilers could get if they traded McDavid? Anything. I don't know if they could. Why not? I think they're in a bad position. You don't think that they could get... Okay, if you were the Flames, what would you give up for McDavid? I would give up pretty much anybody. Would you give up Gaudreau, Monaghan, a first? Like, Gaudreau, Monaghan, and like three firsts? NBA style? I wouldn't. I... I don't think I'd give up the right? first with this. It's I, weird. I'd maybe do like Monahan Lindholm in the first. 
But like you'd still. But like, then you, they, who would trade McDavid for Monahan Lindholm? Yeah, first? I know. That's it's weird yeah, because that's like true, actually. you've been seen in the NBA. It's like it's like fifty eight first been traded for fucking Paul George, who's like a good player, but I mean he's almost thirty. It's just the NHL is a different league where it's like stuff like that doesn't happen. And also like one player can't be as dominant. He even he the is. best player in the world can't get his shit ass team into the playoff. Yeah. Even so, when he drags more anyways, guys with him, but maybe we'll do another episode on like shit. massive trade ideas. But I, yeah, like I wouldn't give up. A, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, maybe weird. I'm overvaluing Goudreau and Monahan, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't even know if I'd treat both. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, okay, let's play some armchair GM. So reworking the top nine. So first off, we thought we'd like um, see how we could improve the team internally. So mm-hmm. There's a few options. So if you read the Athletic, Kent Wilson actually just had a really awesome article talking about um, promoting Ma- Andrew Mangiapane and the effect that would have on the team. And I think that is a great idea. As, I mean, well, all last year he looked unreal when he played, and he played on the line with um, Hathaway and what's his nuts? Ryan. Was it Ryan? Yeah, it was. That was a great line, man. Like, yeah. They were really good. And they were always like dominant out there, and Manjipani was leading the way with that. Like he he looked goal, like goal a really he good player. Goalie scored in game one was sick. Yeah, so he's he's one of those players we'd like to see more of. So if you saw him on the second line with Backlund and Kachuk, yeah, it would it would be a that would be a force incredibly a, a really effective line. So last year he played forty four games. Like he, his numbers aren't great. Forty four games, eight goals, five assists, thirteen points. Um, but he only played like 10 minutes, average like 10.30 at night. Um, dude, I would have loved to have seen him on the power play, on the second power play unit. Like, the power play definitely needs some work. So, um, Kent Wilson, here's the stat that I pulled from that article that he wrote up on The Athletic um, that I really like is uh, goals above replacements per 60 minutes. Manjipani had the highest rate on the team at uh, 0.75, um, ahead of Johnny Gaudreau, 0.62, and Sean Monahan. 0.5. So his goals per 60 goals above replacement per 60 minutes was the highest on the team. Yeah, which is so insane. That's really great, you know? So dude, if I think you put him on the second line, I think he could be your internal answer to the top 6, pro- not even the top 6 problem, but you slot him in where Froelich would be. Yeah, cuz we're assuming Froelich will get traded, but yeah, Manji Pani being up there, it, I I agree it would make a difference with that top 6. So I think you probably think, just knowing what I know about the Flames, that he probably would be on the third line to start the year. Yeah. Probably yeah. with, like, Ryan and Bennett. Um, Which, that's a, yeah. a pretty good third line. It's just, I think he'd be, I think he'd slot really well on that second line. Yeah. It'd definitely add a lot of speed to that line, a lot of, like, offensive ability. Like, even if you go get somebody like Jason Zucker or Zucker, how the fuck do you say that guy's name? I don't know. Zucker. I, I never Let's watched Zucker. Minnesota a while. I like Zucker. Okay, we'll say cooler. Zucker then. I think if, even if you go get Zucker, like, I think Monge still is probably more effective on the on the second line than he is. Don't you think? I don't know. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have to bring back the contract with Zucker, but... I still think he'd be... I think that'd be a pretty nice-looking line, Bennett, Ryan, and Mangiapane. Yeah, I, But I, I think his like skill set... I think if he, him and Kachuk and Backlund, I really like the idea of that line. Well, you stick a really, really, like, impactful offensive player 
with Kachuk, mm-hmm. it makes it makes a huge difference. And yeah. Backlund's a great player, but he's more of a two-way player than... So then, assuming if you promote Mangiapane, there's a few other things you can do with the lines. So, I don't know. Like, the top line, everyone seems to think it's, like, untouchable. And I think between... I think Monaghan and Gaudreau, so I've heard some people say, like, I'd be up for trying them to split them up, but I think their skill sets do work quite well together. Yeah, they complement each other, definitely. Gaudreau is a great playmaker, and, like, if Monaghan's good at one thing, it's fucking scoring goals, burying mm-hmm. the puck in close, so... And Lindholm has been catching those natural side passes and putting them in the net like crazy Yeah, but I mean, year, I so. kind of feel like Lindholm... I don't know. So let's talk through this. I think Lindholm's the guy you could maybe take off that top line and work something else around. Because... Um, well, he, he was, uh, even last year, he was more versatile. Even on the second line, he looked great. He played on the third line for a while, too, and he made that line way better. So, yeah, I, one thing I've I've always kind of been, like, curious to see is what if you put him at center? Who, Lindholm? Yeah. Yeah. He, play, he played center in Carolina. Well, he'd, yeah, he, he'd work quite well as a centerman. Like he, I don't know if he'd work well, but maybe if you tried it. Well, I had him in fantasy last year, and he, like, he, he would win eight or nine draws a night, and he would play on the right wing the majority of the time. So it's, I think as a centerman, he could be an impactful player, honestly. And you stick him with Kachuk, um, who would be on the right-hand side with that, like Kachuk, Lindholm. Yeah, I don't know. I think... I think that's one thing you could maybe fool around with. Like, maybe if, like, depth and uh, line matching is kind of your your game. Because, like, Backlund does do a shit ton. That's the thing. I don't know if it limits Kachuk to play, like, because the Backlund-Kachuk line plays such tough minutes. Yeah, they always get paired up against the toughest players. So, like, like, if you could maybe slot... Backlund down into third line, still have him do his, uh, have his defensive responsibilities and play him with like Bennett and Derek Ryan. So here's like a mock, just like this is just like, here's, I'll give you like three mock lineups that I like. So let's say they somehow managed to trade Michael Froelich for something involving like Jason Zucker or something. I don't know what that would be. That's kind of what is part of the trade deadline. So again, armchair GM, it's just fun. Take this shit seriously. Yeah. And be like, yeah, never get Zucker. It's like maybe they will. I don't know. So here's a line I like: Gaudreau, Monahan, Zucker. And then if you went Kachuk, Lindholm, Mangiapane. Yeah, I like that. And then Bennett, Backlund, Ryan. Yeah, I like that. And then a, a fourth lot. line of Dylan Dubé, Mark Jankowski, Austin Zarnick. Yeah, I like, like that. That that lineup it it looks way that just looks better. a little better and a little more solid. Well, it it adds such a huge thing having a player like Zucker on your top line and being able to that move also that line also around. I should also mention most of my lineups assume we're shooting James Neal into the moon. Yes, and <laughs> we're crossing our fingers oh and hoping that happens. But yeah, we don't even have him in the lineup. In this. just a fun tool you can use if you're into some stuff like analytic analytics wise. Um, uh, Sean Tierney, who is from Charting Hockey, um. He has a, a, a fun little tool called a war, so wins above replacement lineup creator. It's just like a spreadsheet. You can go plug in different rosters and different lineups, and it gives you an approximate standings um, in points. So it's mostly based off of the war stat, which is wins above replacement, which is simple, which is, it's it's mostly been used in baseball, but you've been seeing in hockey finally. Um, I'm sure 
all the analytics guys out there know exactly what I'm talking about and can explain it way better than I can. Um, but essentially, it's just it's a really good metric. It's kind of like an all-inclusive metric of evaluating players. Um, kind of just sums up a player's total contributions to his team. Yeah. So anyways, it's a very analytic-based um, stat. stat. And it's a model that I, I don't fully understand. Again, I'm pretty new to analytics, so... Um, all the analytic nerds don't come at me but you don't know about war but anyways go to sean tierney's <laughs> war lineup creator it's just fun you can plug in different players and see what it's like so that lineup that i just told you about with the zucker no neil no for leak um projected to have 98 points that's also assuming nobody from the defense leaves yeah so here's the other lineup that i this is just let's say nothing happens except they trade for a leak and i think we're assuming they do because he has a high contract i just don't know how you don't yeah so and i mean i like for leak but again how do you unless you're trading brody and hamannick or you're somehow getting our meal like i think for leaks the only guy you can move yeah so the the lineup has here's my other lineup just totally like um if the season were to start today this would probably be the best configuration so you have the main the first line as it was last year gadrell monahan lindholm kachuk backland mangiapani sam bennett Derek ryan james neal i for me, I would put Zarnik in Neil's spot or Dubé and then have yeah. James Neal on the bottom. Yeah, have have somebody faster on that third line. Because oh, James Neal just helped. Like, he is such an anchor. Well, it just drags it drags the whole line down, honestly. But it's... So, yeah. So, let me amend that. I'd go Bennett, Ryan, Zarnik. Yep. Or Dubé. But Zarnik, more like Yeah, Zarnik is probably... And then the fourth line of Dubé, Jankowski, James Neal. And that alone, like, if you put Mangiapane into Frolik's spot... Like, Sean Tierney's model projects that to, like, literally get you four more points on the year. Which would probably so be Mangia the difference Pani's between a, making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. Mangiapane's an impactful offensive player. So I think moving him up in the lineup is going to be a must if this team's going to get better without going out and acquiring somebody. Um, so I think that's, like, your main objective there is yeah. to move him up. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know maybe it doesn't work, but I mean, but yeah, we'll see. And I mean, go if you if you're into this kind of stuff, and I guess you're a Flames fan if you're one of the two people listening to this. Read Kent Wilson's article on the Athletic; it explains it much more intelligently than I can. Um, but yeah, I think Manjipani is a great player. So yeah, and I think I think Dubé could be better as well this year. I think he could be more impactful. We'll see though; he's still young. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of the best. That's probably that's the best way I can can figure the lines if nothing else happened but you trade for a leak yeah. i don't know maybe they don't but you'd still you'd still want to be moving Manji penny up we kind of both agree on that so we'd like to see that throughout this year probably start of the year we'd love to see it just so we yeah. can actually see if the first few games anyways and see if he actually makes that type of impact okay and the other the other guy who's kind of like maybe could be promoted is sam bennett um I don't know. I think every. I think he's fine on the third line, but I think his need... usage outside of like this year and maybe a little bit with Bob Hartley has been not great. I don't. I didn't well, like how Gullison utilized him. Yeah, underutilized definitely. And when you stick him on the line with Jankowski and Neil, two very yeah. slow Blue. players. Well, even it kind of drags him down quite a bit too. So I would. I would like to see him bumped up a little bit, or just have better players like like Ryan and Zarnik 
playing on the line with him, yeah, I think really, would make a big difference. Yeah, so he was in, uh, in terms of just a little bit of a stat, he was fifth on the team in primary assists and dead last in secondary assists. So yeah. he, is do, he is driving play somewhat, um, and points primary points per 60, he is, what is he, one, two, three, four, five, he's sixth on the team. So... I mean, he is. He, there's he, some there's some encouraging signs that he could be better in in a less limited role. Yeah, but so, you like at least. I think we might actually be able to see him utilize a little bit more, or at least have players put with him that he can actually. And maybe play you better. try him at center. Maybe you do like the Lindholm Monahan thing with him and Ryan. Maybe yeah. he I well, that's it, the thing. I've always thought he is he could be a centerman. Well, and when they drafted him, they drafted him yeah. as a centerman. I know. Like he played center in all. I'm not. I haven't looked at his numbers like playing as a center versus playing as a winger because I think he's mostly played. He's played left wing for most of the time he's been here. Um, I don't know. I'd be curious to get a look at him at center because, like, if you look at like okay, Jankowski is a guy I don't think should play center. No, because if you look at what what does Jankowski do good at? Well, he he's, he's good, good on the penalty, penalty kill. kill because what is the penalty kill? There's like very set plays. When you're a centerman, it's so much more like instinctive, and you have to kind of follow the the puck and be intelligent. So yeah. hockey player, which I think Jankowski's not. Well, J- really that Jankowski can be a fourth line center. Like, yeah, but I'm just saying, like in comparison to Sam Bennett's skill set, I think he's a smart player. He takes some dumb penalties sometimes, but I mean, I think he, I think he's he trying would be hard, <laughs> good as a centerman. So I don't know. I'm curious to see how they use Sam this year. But I mean, in terms of guys who like, if they have a big year, we could, like, he. It would be great if he could break out one like now. Yeah, we've you been know? waiting four years. For like him that would to break be huge if he be... could even be like an almost a 20 goal bubble guy and like 40 to 50 points that'd be huge for this team well that's all anybody has ever kind of expected from him is to be mm-hmm. that i thought he was gonna be really well, awesome well me too but like over the last couple of years every year people people have been saying oh well he's probably will score 20 this year like you kind of expect that from a player like him and if he if he scores half the amount of posts he hits, <laughs> right, he'll have like thirty five goals this next year. So, yeah, yeah, you just yeah, gotta so stop hitting posts. Hopefully, they utilize him a little more. I don't know. I'm curious. This is a this is a big year for him. This yeah. is a big year, and especially if he gets a one year deal. So, yeah, it's, you make it or break it. Okay, so that's kind of our ideas for like if you have to make the team internally better. Yeah, just that's God, that's how you move up. Just get rid of James Neal somehow. I don't know. Okay, so let me quickly touch on Neil because I know I rag on him a lot. I mean, I've kind of seen this thing like there's like, oh, he's going to bounce back. And I mean, I know his shooting percentage was in the shitter. He had a really rough year. But I mean, it wouldn't. I wouldn't be as like, he's. I wouldn't be as down on him. Even if he had scored goals this year, he was so bad everywhere else. Like he was your worst player on the team. Yeah, he would, he would cost you goals almost <clears throat> every game. So, I mean, that's why I'm so down on him. Even if he comes back and scores 15, 20 goals next year, I still can't see him being a player who is a net positive. Can you? Yeah, unless some, Especially and, at 575. Unless some way he gets his foot speed up and he speeds up, which I doubt well, it I mean, at his age. But like, So that's my big problem is like, Again, even if he's even if he had had a goal, good goal scoring year this year, like his shooting percentage career his career is like eleven percent. It was like five last year, which is like horrendous. But still, he was so bad everywhere else, you know. Well, and they even put him up with with Monahan and Gaudreau for a little while, and he looked so out of place. It's just, and Gaudreau would set him up with backdoor passes, like 
four times in the game and he would miss every single one. So like, I really think they need to get a, so here's what I would do. Cause I know a lot of people again, and I would love if James Neal comes back and fucking is an unbelievable player. I just can't see it because he was so bad this year. Um, but people are saying like, oh, he could bounce back goal scoring wise. I think if you can trade him based on that premise of like, oh, he could bounce back. It was an off year. You have to do it. Even if he goes to another team and fucking lights it up, it's because he's making 575. You need that money so bad. Yeah, like so, in the first 20 games, if he scores yeah, 10 right. goals, trade him. you trade him yeah. as fast as you possibly can. So, I mean, we got to get out of that. I don't think they're going to buy him. They're not going to buy him out this year because no, that would be too way much. too expensive. I don't know if they kind of are waiting for the expansion draft or buy out in a, in a year from now. or But I don't know. I just think you really have to move this guy because the contract is just... The contract's it's too bad. much. You're getting paid when you $800,000 a goal. Yeah, right? Like, it's it's too much. For a guy who doesn't move the needle at all and is detrimental to your team most nights. Yeah. So I think they really got to figure out a way to do that. But that's all I'll say about that. Right. So um, who, who else would you bring in? Like, so now, yeah, we'll talk about some guys who are maybe kind of under the radar, maybe some guys who have identified. And again, a lot of these are probably like fucking like no chance, but it's maybe kind of type of players that we'd like to see in. So I know you have a couple guys and I have a couple guys. Yeah, so I, I would like to see them. I don't know. It's so totally these would be like these would be like RFAs because I think we what we loved about the Dougie trade last year was like he got those two RFAs that they then signed, which yeah. turned out to be like that's a really interesting trade because you get younger and you can sign these guys and get their cost controlled. So yeah, I thought that was a, a little really bit, awesome move. And it's a little of, bit risky, but like we loved how they did that last year. Yeah, so, so maybe something similar. Maybe you trade for an unsigned RFA. Maybe, yeah, they won't offer sheet anybody. They fucking no. should, but. Yeah, so that, one Should've of the players I was the bank. yeah, no kidding. But the one person I was I was thinking about was from Philly is Kunekni. Yeah, so like a player like that, if you somehow were able to trade him, I don't know what you'd have to give up to get him on your team. So but like a young player that could potentially be on your top six, probably be in your top six. Yeah, I think he would be able to make an impact on your team. So Philly and, has like thirteen million in cap space. Um, and Kevin Hayes, look at that! Oh my God! Yeah, that's unbelievable how much they're paying Kevin Hayes. I love it. It's insane. It's good. So they do have quite a bit of room, but I mean, I can't see them not signing him. But I don't know. Maybe if you, I can't see them wanting to trade Konechny, but you never know. Yeah, I think that he'd be a really good player. So Evolving Wild has him projected at two years at three point three million dollars. So I don't know. Maybe the Flyers they love their tough. Uh, hard-nosed players maybe you could like work something around bennett yeah like i don't, he, i really don't think so because connecting has outscored bennett yeah a lot but that that type of player like bennett would probably fit in well there yeah. and like if maybe you can get a player can, like connecting back from that, that like that would be it, i think that would work yeah, out better as much as i like bennett okay so my i've got a couple rfas so the first one is like fucking pie in the sky but Pie in the sky. Pie in the sky. Is that a saying? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> so from Tampa Bay. So Tampa, yeah, when you look at their cap, it's kind of interesting. Because right now they it's like projected they have like $5.5 million. They've got a lot of like probably immovable contracts. Guys like Palat, Gord, Johnson, Kalorn. Yeah, a lot of no trade contracts. Guys who are like almost 30 who all have NTCs and are all making like 
pretty decent money. Like those mid-range, like Gord is making 5.1, Palat's making 5.3, Johnson makes 5, Kalorn makes 4.4. So, so uh, Anthony Sorelli, so he is uh, RFA next year. He's 22. He had 19 goals this year. Maybe you could like say... Try to wiggle See, that's the problem though, is because like the Flames don't have any cap room either. They can't like take one of these contracts. They couldn't be like, hey, Johnson well, and for Sorelli though, he still has entry level. Like you could do something like that, but what you would you'd have, have to, give, to up... give something back. You'd have you'd... to give a first probably, which I'm not crazy about. Again, I'm not crazy about trading draft picks in any situation unless it's like a slam dunk home run. Slam dunk home run. That's <laughs> two different sports there. Yeah, um, but I don't deal. know. He's an RFA next year. He's still on his ELC. Tampa Bay would want a shit ton and not be able to take money back. But I mean, if you could get him, because I don't know, they're going to be in tough to sign him to a deal with all their deals and all their uh, no trade contracts. Well, and point I mean, coming up this they, year. They like... Point this year. Vasilevsky's coming up in next year. So like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be tight. So I can't see them. They can't keep everybody. So maybe you could get a guy like Sorelli for. Not pennies on the dollar, but like fucking quarters on the dollar. Yeah. So. And if not this year, next year could potentially. And then the other guy, I them. think like, God, see, this is my, this is why I'm so upset about like James Neal making so much money because Nikita Gusev, RFA in Vegas, ah, they should be getting him. He's comparable to Panarin. So Vegas is not going to be able to sign this guy. They're over the cap. They've got to trade him. He would slot in absolutely beautifully on the top line or the second line. So he out he's he outscored actually everybody's comparing him to Panarin. That's the yeah. player he's being comparable to. He outproduced Panarin in the in the KHL, which is a very difficult league to score in. Um, so I think everybody's going to be in on this guy. You'd probably be looking at a draft pick and a prospect. Yeah, and honestly, with the stats that he came out with the KHL yeah. with, I would I would do it. In and a then second. you'd probably be looking at like three and a half something. Yeah. Just like a two-year deal or something. I don't know. But I would love. But oh, he's a make... really great player. I think he's projecting to be like a Panarin-like player. That's what everybody's saying. So, shit, I'd be all over that if I was any team. Yeah. Especially with cool. Vegas, like they're over the cap right now, so they can't keep him. Yeah, go Kachuk, Lindholm, and the Panarin-type players. Like holy cool, shit, man. What a good And again, there's line. no guarantees he turns out into Panarin. But I mean, shit, if he's half I'll... as good as he played last yeah, year, he's even half as good as Panarin. Yeah, that's a good pickup so that's a guy i'd be going after um and then the obvious one is zucker he's a little different he's not an rfa the only thing there is 5.5 yeah so even if you trade for leak there you'd still be taking more of a cap hit so that's the one that's tough so i don't know i would like to see him on the flames but yeah it's just the salary it's like you're giving more people money and you're if you do that you might end up like tampa bay where they're they're paying too many players too much money, and then when you're actually well, if you end up like Tampa Bay, I'll be fucking overdoing. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> losing the first. That's round. the one. Like, like I like Zucker as a player. I don't know if he's worth five point five. Yeah, it's hard to say. I would um, unless I you could get out of one of your bad contracts going to the stupid Minnesota Wild, who are Paul Fenton is. He's having a rough time. Yeah, so he might, he might be so, able to. I don't know. I'd be stoked if Zucker's on the team. I just I don't know how that works cap wise. It probably takes some wizardry by tree living. So, um, and he'd probably be giving up a pick and for a leak, yeah. which I don't know. We'll see. Okay, uh, you had another guy on your list, right? Yeah, I was, I was looking at Verona. And there. This is the one I really like too. Yeah, Verona from Washington. He was 
He's been great the last couple of years. Like, well, he's really been underutilized, like big time underutilized. Well, when you play on a team like Washington, where their power play has been set for well, he like how many years? Well, he should be on the power years? play. I know, he but he should they, be playing in Tom Wilson's spot. Well, duh, but they don't. They they love how Wilson plays. Oh, well, he's a big boy. He's yeah, crashing bank. So Washington has um, their projected cap space is four and a bit, four point two, almost four point three million dollars. Um, so Verona, he's 23 years old. He plays left wing. I think he has played a little bit of center before. Um, but he was, he's, what has he been making the last few years? He, like, he was on ELC for a while there and he's making like 1.3 or something. So, I don't know, he had 47 points last year playing like 14 minutes a night with like no power, not no power play time, but not as much as I think he should be getting. I think if he, he's a guy, if he gave a bigger role, I think he could be a really... I think he could be, like, a first or second line player. Yeah. I, so, I totally agree. That's why he was on my list. Evolving Wild has his contract projected at two years, $3.1 million. So, again, like, I don't see the Flames offer sheeting anybody when they got to deal with Kachuk right now. But I don't know. Maybe you could... You know Washington... If there's any team that values, like, toughness and grit, Bennett. Yeah. Bennett to Washington. They just signed Hathaway. And, again, I don't want to just get rid of Bennett, but, I mean... If you get a player like Verona, I'd be willing to entertain trading. Like entertain the idea. You have to give up more than Bennett, but you can maybe work something around Bennett. I don't know. I they're probably going to sign him, but that would be a guy I'd be really. As the GM, in. I would like to offer up James <laughs> Neal and Mark hey, James. Jankowski. James is here. Sending for Verona. I think we're and... just kind of hoping for like a similar Lindholm. Yeah, like you want you want to uh, like, trade oh, for even... a guy that's an RFA oh, that turns good. out well. Yeah, so. Right. I don't know. I I have no idea if they'd ever trade Verona, but I don't know. He I would really love to see him on the Flames top six. And then the other guy I kind of looked at from Washington again, different situation was uh, Lars Eller. I don't think he's much of an upgrade on anybody. I think Derek Ryan's a better player than him, but he only makes three and a half million for like uh, four more years. He's a pretty decent third line center. I don't know, just based on if they're like he's kind of a Cadre comparable. He's like a very poor man's Cadre. Yeah, like very poor man like. Yeah, he's he's more of a third line guy so, type thing. I don't know Eller Lars Eller maybe he's he's cheap. He's not cheap, but he's three point five is a lot cheaper than something like Jason Zucker. But he's not as good a player as Zucker. But I just noticed him on the cap when I was looking at Verona. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's somebody tree living could target in a potential deal. I don't know. Okay, and then I've got a few more guys. So this one is like would be unreal. I don't think it'll ever happen. Apparently the Jets are kind of exploring trading uh, Nikolai Ehlers. So he makes $6 million for the next six years. He is really young. He's a fucking zone entry machine. He's Which look we know amazing. The Flames the could six. need. So I don't know what that would look like. You'd have to trade a lot for Verona, but I mean, hey, Hamannick wants, like initially yeah, he wanted to want... be traded to Winnipeg. So Yeah, you can. Travis Hamannick and James Neal. There might, yeah. I well, on, like honestly, there Neal. might be there might be a way that you could actually make that work with them. I but would give up. You would have to give up Ealer. Yeah, Ealers. So he would slot into your top six instantly. Beautiful. And he, so, yeah, he'd be. A good I don't know player. why Winnipeg's trying to trade him, but that would be like best case scenario. And then I've got a, two other couple guys, just kind of like random guys I saw on Nashville because they're in a little bit of a cap crunch. Um, so they got like five million to wiggle with. So the two guys I kind of saw, like, yeah, maybe those could fit in. First, an RFA, Colton Sissons. Um, evolving, what he's an RFA. Evolving Wild has his contract projected at three years, two point six million dollars. 
Um, and if you kind of slotted him in on that third line, maybe Bennett, Ryan, Sissons. Yeah, like it, it would definitely be an improvement on your team for sure. Um, I mean, I like him as a player. I th- like I, again, I don't know what you would have to give up. I I think he'd he'd slot in pretty nicely on a third line. Like he scored 15 goals last year. I don't know if he's a big upgrade on anybody. Like, is he really an upgrade on Zarnik? I don't know. His possession metrics aren't great. In fact, they're not great at all. But um, I don't know. He could maybe be a guy that you can maybe get super cheap and just round out your top nine a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I would, just, add, just add that extra maybe, depth and even fourth line. Again, I'm just trying like, to got, look at guys who, like, we could conceivably get in a trade. Like, I wouldn't be going out knocking down the door for, door for Colton Sissons. But, I mean, he was okay last year, so... Yeah, some, something goals. to consider. Anyways. I don't know. It was just one guy I saw. And it, the only reason I saw him was because I was actually looking at Craig Smith, the guy I would want from Nashville. <clears throat> so Craig Smith, um, he's making 4-2-5, I believe, for one more year. So, yeah, like, I mean, Nashville's not, now that they, well, and he's again, still, they blew all their cap room on Duchesne. Yeah, and he's still a younger guy, but too. But, I mean, Craig they're Smith. probably still looking for a bit of cap relief. Like, I mean, they're obviously better off now, but they have, like, $5 million um, in change. So, and then they've got a couple UFAs coming up next year, one of which is Craig Smith. So, that's why, like, maybe they trade him. He's 29, but he, I think he would slot in really nice on that third line. Um, yeah, definitely. Only problem being similar with Zucker a little better than Zucker because he is a UFA next year and he's only making 4.25. But I don't know if you, he would be an upgrade on for a leak, I think. Yeah, I, I But it totally would be one of those wash be... contracts. But he was just a guy I saw that was like, oh, maybe Nashville would maybe, maybe trade him because he's a UFA next year and he makes 4.25. I don't know. But he's got back-to-back 20 goal seasons. I don't know. That's just one other guy I saw. Yeah, he so. he would slot in well with in third line. Potentially second line, so yeah, yeah, it's totally a guy that you could definitely consider, especially if they would just take for a leak for him, yeah. and we'd eat a little bit of cap space to have him on our team. I would, I would do that for one more year. So yeah, all in all, I think, I think the best way to move forward is just like maybe one move. Obviously, you have to move cap space somehow, but I feel pretty confident actually. If you just like if. Bennett has a good year. If Mangiapane has a bit of a breakout year, maybe Dubé has a is, is a little better. I feel pretty confident. Like I think if they can, if they can, you know, the top nine can be reworked a little bit with the guys they have. I think they can still be a really competitive team. Like, if, well, in if, the Pacific, I would still rank them third right now behind Vegas and San Jose. I know a lot of people are down on San Jose. They lost Pavelski. I still think they're a really good team. Yeah. Well. Well, you, you got to remember too, like the Flames brought in Talbot. Mm-hmm. Like, you can actually have a like a backup goalie that's splitting time with Riddick that you can rely on a little bit because he he is a great goalie, and I think that's a major upgrade I don't think on he's Smith. A great goalie, I think he's a good goalie. Well, he I could. Think he's a good yeah. backup goalie. He's not going to lose you games. So, well, he could, but I mean, he's he's younger than Smith. So, well, as long as he stays in his net. So, yeah, that's all I, I would care say. About. One or two smaller moves, and then back to what I was saying before, like, I don't think you need to trade Brody for the sake of trading Brody. I think the only reason you trade, like, Brody or Hamannick 
it sounds like Brody, I guess, would be if you're getting something valuable back that you need, which is like a top nine, top six forward. So yeah, don't again, trade him if you like if it's not fair market value. Like yeah. he's he's your top, he's a top pairing so defenseman. Th- like I was saying earlier, I'm not nervous that nothing's happening, but I don't want them to end up like having to dump Brody for nothing because they're they need cap space so bad. So yeah, and I'm, I don't think that's, they will. That's what I'm hoping doesn't happen. I still think be just because it's like they had a deal in place that was pretty much done, Brody in the Cadre deal. That I think he will be traded. I'm just hoping they're not like trading him for the sake of trading him. I want a player who actually improves the team. I don't just want to be giving up on a top pairing defenseman, which he is. Everybody seems to forget that. Like I know he has had he's had a rough year. Um, but he's still a top-pairing defenseman, you know? And I get probably a lot of that's because he plays with Giordano. But, you know, He's still, like, he, I he makes an giving, impact. Yeah, I don't want to be giving him up for a bag of pucks because we need to get rid of... If you're going to give somebody up for a bag of pucks, yeah. make it James So, Nail. hopefully, if they're, if they're trading... Yeah, right? If they're trading Brody, they're getting somebody who moves the needle in the forward ranks. Um, but I, I feel pretty confident in their forward group with... If you just, like, bump Mangiapane up, if Bennett has a better year... Um, yeah. and if you play James Neal as little as possible or shoot him into the moon. Yeah. Uh, I think the guarantees for the Flames too, like I think they're going to buy out Stone. Mm, we'll see. And they I got think the second for, window coming I, up here. I think Froelich's going to move no, I just no matter what. I just can't see how they don't move Froelich because <clears throat> they need a, they need that space to pay Riddick. He's the only guy that. I can think of that they could dump. And like he's an okay player, but I mean he's replaceable. You put Manjipani in his spot, and you're actually getting more value. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, yeah, they're probably going to end up dumping him, but... And just everything that happened with him this year. Yeah. Even so, though, like, we, we do like the guy. Like, he... he I just... I Something's got to happen, because something's got to give here with these three... With the yeah, Riddick, the, Bennett, Kachuk contracts. So they have to move... Something's going to happen. They have to find cap space from somewhere. And just to, f- just to finish up here, because everybody isn't so goddamn bored... It's come up where everyone's like, hey, what if we traded Neil and worked around a deal with the Oilers for Neil and Lucci? Holy no fuck. fucking way. I'll take James Neal all day. Yeah. Do not trade for Lucic ever. Lucic has a no-move clause. You can't buy him out, and you can't. You have to protect him in the dra- and expansion draft. And he's making $7 million a and year. And he, like, James Neal, as slow as James Neal is, you think you've seen slow fucking Hindenburg Lucic. Oh, oh man. No thanks. Yeah. Dude, Literally... Like, I don't know if the Oilers fans are on crack or what. No, it's what. not Oilers fans. It's everybody just kind of speculating because literally nothing's happening. I've only heard it from Oilers fans. I haven't. I've heard it from everybody. It's like, oh, what could this look like? Because I think the idea was like, oh, maybe the Flames, maybe it could be like our Nugent Hopkins and Lucic for something like Neil and Brody or something like that. It's like, no, no. thank you. McDavid and Lucic You'd literally have to give Neil. me McDavid or Drysaddle. And I still would like be like Ugh, that Lucic contract. Yeah, fuck. So yeah, no thanks. Enjoy Mike Smith, and we'll we'll hopefully enjoy Talbot. Yeah, hope for the best. Anyways, anyways, we'll see. Ya. All right, hopefully something happens this week because I am going nuts. Yeah, please for the love of God, so I can actually wake up in the morning and be happy for one time. What do you mean happy? <laughs> what? Well, I want to see it happen. It's been waiting. For I'm just so bored. Long. I have nothing to do. I have nothing to talk about. Hopefully next time. All right, next time.